0: So we want to transition now into the yes. story of David.
1: Yeah, we're gonna talk about David here.
0: Yeah. So David is uh, the young, the young son right. we talked about of Jesse, and he's he's raised up, and um, Saul has been ruling for a few decades, probably. Okay. Okay. So he's been lifted up. We get a few short encounters about right. Saul's life. He's not obeying Samuel and Samuel's word from the Lord for him. Samuel's very frustrated with him. David is found and is anointed as a probably teenager. Is right. He thinks going on. He's a right. young, young man. Yeah. Um, he's anointed by in, in, I think in Bethlehem by Samuel. Okay. Then there's a gap of time where he's out with the sheep again. Yep. Okay. And he's taking care of them. There's a war developing, you know, with the Philistines. We were always battling. With, they were always battling with them. Yeah. The Ark of the Covenant had been stolen. It comes back. Right. But there they are. And this the, the drama picks up really in into 17. Okay. So 17 has got a one of those showdown passages. Right. right. And so David... Has actually had um, is, is is been out serving um, in in the in the shepherd's jail. He had actually been in Saul's service a bit.
1: He's playing the harp, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Saul
0: like that. was actually not only not doing right things; yeah. he was demonized. Right. He sure was. <laughs> Spirits were coming and were tormenting attacking and attacking him. Yeah. It's an amazing story. So they would have David. Someone knew about David, which I believe this is not the, but I believe Samuel trained. David in one of his schools about okay. anointed. I think he was probably a natural musician. Sure. Right. But he had shown him how to do more than just play songs. Right. David writes almost two-thirds, half at least of the psalms, okay? If not two-thirds of the psalms are from David. Right. He's writing anointed songs yes. in the scripture. So he, though, I think Samuel taught him that about how to do his musical ability, his love of God, and how to turn that in. It was prophetic ministry. So he'd come in, and he'd play, and the demons would come off of Saul. Amazing The
1: presence of God would be, so say that again, presence would be on David. David
0: would, yeah, minister to the Lord and sing and worship and play this music in front of Saul who's demonized and who knows knows what what effect that was having. But it clearly says, and he would get free, that they would come back on him, but it would calm him down and get him free of the oppression that was on him. So that's happening back and forth, but then the encounter in 17 is one of the most famous Sunday school, right. you know, by passage. Right. Right. Most everybody knows this, but we'll just talk it through here. Um, the, the, the Philistines are, they're they're near the Valley of Elah is what it's called, and there's a hill on each side. Yeah. The Israelites are on one side, Philistines right. on the other. It's the easiest right. way to say it. Goliath would come down and challenged, let's do a challenge off here. Yes. You know, and, and you send a warrior, we'll fight. Whoever wins, the whole army will surrender okay yeah. and so he does this as and most goliath's people know a giant goliath's a giant from gath from gath who probably had four brothers it's mentioned in another yeah. place and he's some of the giant race yeah. that joshua did not get and taken care right. of joshua's not just indiscriminately killing people right it's giant races there's some people that they weren't supposed to destroy right. but it's this intermingled and you can nephilim and you can yeah, we go all and, the way
1: to genesis 6 we really yeah, can trace study it and
0: it's, Rooted into other gods and idolatry and all that's going on. But the Lord, the fullness of their sin had come about. So it seems like Goliath is of that order.
1: He's an enemy of God. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's an enemy of God. And so I would say even further, if you want to look in verse uh, 5, it says he had, Goliath, a helmet of bronze on his head. And he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And his bronze armor and his legs, he had a javelin. They are all bronze and slung between his shoulders. <laughs> so he's clad in bronze. Now, what's interesting about that, and a Hebrew would have known that that read this, is the word for bronze sounds exactly like the word for serpent. Oh, really? Yeah. So that, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce, but nefesh or nefeshat yes. and nefeshat,
1: whatever. It, uh, the, wow. They sound
0: so similar that you would it would have been striking. Oh, this is
1: the enemy. And I'm going, to, oh, Genesis. this is the
0: seed of the serpent oh, standing. What we've got is the seed and the serpent. Really, in this valley, we've got the seed. So you go back to Genesis three fifteen. Yes, and the prop, the first prophecy is that you know the serpent would bruise the seed of the woman's heel, and right. the seed would bruise his head. Right head so what's happening here is we've got the mess- messianic very interesting yeah we've got a showdown. that's why i was preaching in a church this last week i was like this is one of those stories that transcends history this goes backward and gets us to the garden yes. of eden and it gets us all the way the, to, Jesus. Down, to armageddon oh, through wow. the gospel and to wow. armageddon it's all there <laughs> because i'll just show you this bronze thing's happening he also had a coat of mail which meant scales it was like scales it was probably layered is what it meant but it, like scales on a fish or on a on a serpent, serpent. And so, yeah, he's in this bronze thing. Now, again, this would have stood out big time again to Israel because Numbers 21, one of the places where they were disobedient, a bunch of snakes came out and bit them all. Yes. And the remedy was that Moses put a a bronze snake, a bronze snake on a stake. And when they would look at it. Yes. They be healed. Well, Jesus is going to say a thousand years later in John three four three. Uh, I think it's three fourteen. He'll say, "Just as the serpent yes. was lifted in the, yes. so I must be lifted yeah. up." And so it's like he took the venom in the life. So you've got Goliath there representing all that is the seed right. of the serpent, and you've got the seed of the Messiah. Right. Right there, getting ready to war. And we know that's in a valley. There's going to be the Valley of Armageddon, and the Christ will lead his army of hosts, and there's going to be the Antichrist. And I mean, all that drama right there. That's what this is right here.
1: It's where we're headed, aren't we? Yeah,
0: it's where we're headed. And this story and the writers exploding all that meaning out of this that reaches back to the beginning and the victorious end.
1: Yeah, and I want to just say something that we're touching on, Um, and Nasser could come in and sure teach. But when you're reading the scriptures, we Mm -hmm. use these words hyperlinks, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But I'm reading this, again, in English, I might miss. But when I start to understand the Hebrew, it's like, wait a second. That reminds me of something. It's an amazing thing. And that's what you're saying here. And
0: let me give you one other thing, just while we're on these fun little deals. We'll get to the story. But he took, David wins, cuts his head off, right? Takes the head back to Jerusalem. And some think, put put it on a stake. Right. And might have said it somewhere in Jerusalem, maybe in a place called Golgotha. Oh, wow. Gol, like Goliath. Yes. They think something. They said, we can't prove that. But it could have been where Jesus was crucified. Yeah. Yeah. Was in the place where David had set so. his victory and cut the head of the enemy off. A lot of Because so that's things. what happened at the cross. So yeah. so he comes and shows up. And so that's the big Right. Panoramic picture of this, right. but really, what goes on is um, his daddy Jesse had told him go take some cheese and stuff yep. for refreshments to my boys. They're in the war. And he's got three brothers or so that are there. He goes up. He takes it while he's there. He's hearing Goliath coming. Right. Goliath's come for forty. He's going to come for forty days. It's so always forty is a thing it's of a trial. Number, and yeah. what he do is he'd come down and he would curse in the name of his gods, call out for the challenge, and a whole army and Saul himself, who's huge. Can are not um, would not go out and fight. They're they have they're crippled in fear. They're very it's an fearful amazing people. thing. Yeah, they're just they a have whole Yahweh nation, on their side. Yahweh on their side. They're trained soldiers, and nobody this will go out. This giant is mocking them. That's right. That's right. So David comes out. He hears it. He's offended. Who is this uncircumcised? He's just offended in his heart and going, "What will be done for the person who does it?" He hears about the reward. He goes to Saul and says, I'm I'll, "I'll do this."
1: Right there. Though. Yeah because this is interesting, David's been in the presence of the Lord. Yes. He knew who Yahweh was. Yes,
0: and they did not.
1: And so here comes a man of God, and so he... And he knows rack- more than about
0: God, he knows
1: God. And that's an interesting... The, the yeah, because it's the,
0: it's the provoking of his jealousy. Like, he's jealous for his glory. He knows his power. He sees Goliath different than everybody sees him. So, I think they saw Goliath about you know, right. 30 feet taller than what David saw a little thing that was in the way.
1: Yeah, he mm-hmm. and he heard that mocking voice of the enemy. Yeah. He was trained. So he discerned. Okay, so keep going. Right.
0: He discerns yeah. it. Says it to Saul, I'll go do it. Saul's like, you're young. He goes, yeah, but I'll do it. I can do it. And he's that like, right. so Saul relents. And then verse 38, Okay. Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of what kind? Yeah, it's bronze. bronze. Wow. On his head and clothing with a... Coat of mail or scales. Right. right? Basically, Saul's outfit, the tall guy, yes. he looked like a giant yes. man, looked like Goliath. He was in the oh, worldly stuff, trying to put the worldly yeah. weapons on David. So David was strapped. He strapped the sword on. Picture it big. He's a, he's shorter than Saul. Right. He tried in vain to go. I've not tested these, he says, and he gets them off. I cannot go with these. And he took them off. Then he took his staff in hand and chose five smooth stones, mm-hmm. Goliath. Four brothers, I would remind you. And from the, brook, from the brook, and he put them in the shepherd's pouch, and his sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. So he here, obviously, right. stays in the lane of what he's been. He's been a shepherd guy. Now, what we didn't, we skipped is the verses just above this, is we find out he had had some victory yeah, in a shepherd's outfit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he just had the staff in a shepherd's outfit, yeah. and he says, a lion or a bear would come to take the sheep. I would run after them. Grab them by the hair is what he says he does, and he literally would kill them. So he's like, "What happened to the lion of bear? I'm going to do to him." Right. He he's not going to. God's jealous for my sheep. He's going to be jealous for his sheep, and so he's confident of this thing. Takes the slingshot and heads down. Now, what we want to point out in this session is so powerful is before before a sword is swung, right, or a stone is flung, <laughs> there's first a war of prophesying. Right, war of words. War of words. The words are the most powerful thing on planet Earth. They sure are. And it's first of a war of prophesying. So David goes down to the deal, and it says in verse 42, when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome. in 43. And the Philistine said, I just want to say, that's what the devil did. He he attacked Adam and Eve with words. So the seed of the serpent began to speak. Speak these words. Am I a dog that you've come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed, released curses, yeah. not blessings, out uh, from, uh, on David from his gods. And the Philistine said, come and to me, and I, a false prophecy, I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. That's a prophecy. He hasn't done it yet. He's saying, this is where I'm taking this thing. It's a moxie-filled thing of of them, but I think it's prophecy. And I say that to say this. So many of us are being attacked by false prophetic words from the enemy. You're going to die. You're going to fail. You're going to fall into that sin. You're going to do what you used to do. You've never changed. Lies. Lies are another way to think of them, are false prophecies of what we're going to become. Okay? So Saul prophesies, and then it says, then the Philistines said, yeah, he said, to come and see. And then, let's see, 45, then David said, Here's the David saying to the Philistine, you come to me with sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of Yahweh of of the armies of God of the armies of Israel whom you've defied. This day, the Lord, Yahweh, will deliver you into my hand. This is a prophecy. And I'm going to strike you down, and then I'm going to cut off your head <laughs> with no sword. Right. But you don't need a sword when your enemy has the sword. And I will give the give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air. So this is a prophecy. I'm going right. to kill you, cut your head off, then your whole tribe of False god worshipers and vile. I'm right. gonna, we're gonna feed their bodies to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field, which is interesting. They're gonna eat that, yeah. eat you up, and the earth. And I'm gonna do this. So that the whole earth knows. This is his reason. I love this. Because Saul, Goliath's basically prophesying wickedness on him and yep. death so that he can build his, cha- his champion reputation. Yep. David's not doing it for that. Right. David's like, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to do a mighty victory. But I'm doing this so the whole earth will know there's a God in Israel. Amen. And besides that, in 47, I want this assembly. And I can picture him pointing toward Israel, yep. toward his brothers and all them. I want them to know that God doesn't deliver by sword and javelin and spear, but the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. And so he prophesies and then the encounter happens. The Philistine rose, starts coming near the battle line. David runs. I love that. Just
1: ran quickly. Ran. Love it.
0: At a full sprint. No fear. Let's do this thing. Right. And then David put his hand in the bag, grabs the deal, flings the stone. Hits him in the head, bruises the head, hits the head of the enemy, um, and he falls to his face to the ground. David prevailed over him, went up, took his sword out of his yep. sheath, cut his head and off, up. did a guttural braveheart scream or something. I don't, right. you know, and then the army of Israel, is built in courage, they go and slaughter the Philistines and feed their bodies yes. to the birds. Yeah. Yep. So one prophecy came true and one didn't. Right. One was based in egocentric, yes. uh, idolatrous, another God, and one was rooted in yep. Yahweh for his glory. Clearly, David's doing this for the glory of the Lord, and he overcomes him that day.
1: Yeah, powerful, powerful story. So let's talk about prayer and intercession with yep. this first, yes. and then we're going to talk about the encounter you, you had yeah. with the
0: Lord. So he, the, 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 the principles for us is this, is that we don't even fight our enemies first right. with a slingshot. <laughs> Right. We're to address with authority that's given, not earned. I don't wait to feel authority. I am, I have authority by grace. Right. Jesus legally won the victory over sin, Satan, sickness, yeah. and even death through the death and the resurrection, yeah. and did it through blood covenant. Yeah. It's blood, co- it's sealed. It me- that means something to yeah. the Lord, to the enemy, a blood covenant. It's a legal right. And then deputized us, if you will, yeah. by being he seated at the right hand, and he gave all of, he gave that authority to yeah. us. And so, I said this phrase in in the, in the in a sermon here just lately: is we do a lot of begging from earth, right. hoping toward right. heaven, where the scriptures say we've got authority in heaven. In Ephesians two six, we're, we're seated. seated spiritually yes. in Christ Jesus. I'm here, but I'm seated there. And from that place, I can function with authority. I think we need to be more praying from, commanding from the heavenly position of authority by faith to execute authority here. So when David did this thing, he was prophesying, and I would love to know what was going on in the spirit realm. Right, but I know it wasn't about how good a slingshot guy no. he was because God was guiding the GPS of that stone yes. through his sovereign will to kill the giant and through the agreement of the prophetic word of David, they guided the, it guided that stone to that victory. And so we need to, with authority, so many of us are backing down right. like we're an insecure, embarrassed cop that we've pulled somebody over and embarrassed to even execute justice on them. That's not, you wouldn't do that. You know, there's, we we made this delineation. The gun on the cop's side is power, but a lot of people carry guns. I don't pull over for everybody with a gun, right? but if they got those red lights and then insignia, they got that mark, the whole state is behind me. The But everyone, I've got a bad. That's what makes me pull over. They've got authority. Well, we've got authority. Yeah. We've got to execute it. So many of us are waiting for things to go away. We hope they'll go away. We hope we'll wish that, you know, and it's like, no, we've got to address these things. So he had to address Goliath. You don't set up on the hill right. like all the rest of you, is crippled in fear, hoping he right. gets tired of doing this. You gotta shut the cursing mouth of that. You gotta flame. run to the fight. Run to the fight. Speak the word of God. This is our the authority is the atonement of Jesus yeah. Christ and his word. We're not just you know worked up and that's yeah. our authority. He's not moved by volume or by right. energy. He's moved by the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the
1: word of God. So I'd like to talk at a specific one. We've done this before. But something that hits so many believers is guilt and shame from the past, their value. And so we meet with young believers, young disciples, but they just think God's mad at them. I can't move forward. So how would you take someone, okay, so they've walked in forgiveness, blew it again. The enemy says, okay, you blown again, discouragement, he's lying. So what should a disciple do at that point?
0: A disciple should do what they did the first point is they should root their hearts in the atonement of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus. Again, confess your sins and he will be faithful to forgive you. Now, we're not using um, grace as a license to sin, but we've got to raise up with some confidence that he paid for every sin. And so if a person's in that, there's no way they're gonna have victory. You don't prophesy with victory the word of God when you're crippled in shame and fear, right? And that's your point. Right. You don't do that. So you gotta get yourself before you go to the fight, you gotta get yourself positioned in the authority and in the in the cleanness of the Lord. And so I lead them through some confession. I'll lead them through a fresh revelation of the gospel and then help them raise up, you know, help them to 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 grab the word of God. I'm looking here in Micah. I think it's in Micah seven. There's a there's a great um, passage here. Um let me see if I can find this here. And when I shall rise, okay, yeah. So in Micah, hmm. verse 7 7, it says, But as for me, this is after somebody that's fallen, but as for me, I will look to the Lord, I will wait for God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not over me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. I will bear the indignation of the discipline of the Lord because I've sinned against him until he pleads my cause and executes my judgment for me. He will bring me out into the light and I shall look upon my enemies with vindication. And for my enemy will see his shame cover me. And I'm just saying, there's passages like that. You might look it up. Those are watching Micah 7, 7 through 10 is some script of how you can speak to an enemy Rooted in the Lord, you could because He's going to gloat, He's going to gloat over Mm -hmm. you, but you got to speak back and say, Gloat not over me. I'm down right now. I feel, I do feel conviction and I wish I hadn't, but the Lord will bring me out of the darkness and bring me into light. And then you plead the blood of Jesus, you go based on His righteousness and authority, not your own. Yeah, and you sling that stone for His glory.
1: Yep, so I'd like to read. We know Romans 8 1. I was going to there, but uh, it says, Therefore, there is now. No. no condemnation. I had, had something, um, yeah. Condemnation in Christ. She's had something this weekend happen. Really? You know, do you ever blow it as a dad? Yes. You, you know, it's like yeah. our, with our kids, it's one of the easiest places of the cross. Right. We're working it out. Right? right. And had something again. I just, I just said something, um, at home and it was like, okay, I got to circle back and yeah. repent in the past. When I've done that, mm-hmm. um, in years past, yeah, it's easy to feel condemnation. I've blown it. Um, I always have this, like I'm, I'm raising my kids as missionary kids. They're going to rebel because we're in ministry. Yeah, I right. mean, it's all those lies that in the past. The enemy's he's, prophesying he's to prophesying. you. Lies. And I just was, I blew it. And I had zero condemnation. Let me say that. 2% condemnation. <laughs> but mostly not. I mean, it was like, Okay, wow. I've blown it. There's no. I'm. I'm yep. still, okay. I'm just going to circle back here, and yes. I owned it with my kids. Good. And so, anyways, but that took a lot of just declaring the truth. You had to intentionally right? fight. Your I way had through to do it. it.
0: Right, because the war is the enemy wants to keep you trapped in that condemnation. Yep. And so that's and just been a big empowered. one for me. That's really good. So you got a picture as we kind of come yeah. full circle here. Is that that's how you picture all of Israel and Saul? Right. They're crippled in fear, maybe the shame of their yes. own deal. Like, right? Who am yeah. I worthy? I probably yeah. should die. Right. God's not going to back me yep. up. They were based on their own righteousness. Right. David goes out not based on his own yeah, righteousness. On who the Lord is. Yeah. It's the name of the Lord. This uncircumcised. Yeah. You've, you've defiled the name of the You're not going to stand against this. So it's in his reputation, his resume that I approach spiritual warfare.
1: Okay, let's wrap up with your encounter you had, right? You want to share that? Talk about that story yeah. that you just had. so I'm in, a mini- the I'm in a
0: ministry session, yeah, just- um, and uh, my brother Dennis Turner is leading me through this. Yeah. He has me wait on the Lord. Yeah. I'm I just just before that broke because yeah. of lack of surrender. I wanted deeper levels yeah. of surrender yeah. in my heart, and I'm and I was ashamed mm-hmm. for fear that I've embraced at times and things. So anyway, he said some words to me, and then wanted me to wait on the Spirit. So I wait on the Spirit. And just to me, we weren't even talking about this story or any of it. But I immediately have an inward, when I say vision, an impression. Right. Of me handing the Lord Saul's armor. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm obviously casting it off. I'm giving it to the Lord. And then immediately as my hands come back, my hands stretched out and handed him Saul's armor. His huge hands came toward me and were holding a slingshot and a shepherd's right. outfit. And it's like he leaned down to me and said, it's enough, son. Right. Amen. It's enough. Yeah. And I knew that it was saying, he was saying, I'm with you. Stay in what I've yeah. given you, even if it looks like weakness, yeah. go dress like it. But I also knew it meant that I had been thinking it's not enough. Right. It's not enough. I need Two something weak, else. I need more strength. I need Saul's armor. Yeah. I need that help. And it just broke my heart in a beautiful way. Um, to to say, I want to stay and I, I just preach this out in another guy's church. I, you know, I'm asking the question of the body of Christ. Now, okay, what, what are you wearing and how are you wearing? Yeah. What are you wearing? Are you wearing Saul's armor, yeah. somebody else's comparison, yeah. whatever? Stay in the shepherd's outfit he's given yeah. you. Wear what he's given you, even if it looks weak and then war with pro- yeah. prophesying in the name of the Lord. Speak to the Lord. So it was a powerful encounter for
1: me. Yeah, it really spoke to me. We've talked... You know, so one of the things I'll feel, uh, you know, insecure of my intellect or things I, you know, want to teach and I'm not like Sam. It's easy just to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's a place of weakness. Um, I do that about your beard. Well, I I I think so. Most people do. Well, right. Not the bald man. (laughs) But, but I'll, I'll uh, get in that place. And I, that's not how I'm supposed to be Amen. in the body. I'm, right. I'm supposed to have childlike that's faith great. and be curious. And, and so when I stay in who I am, it's amazing. Sometimes revelation comes to my heart. I'm like, I didn't normally know that. The Lord just comes. But if I try to put on Saul's armor and try to really yeah, study deeper books that I'm not yep. supposed to, or I don't yep. know, training, and it's like, Not that, again, not that. You're calling this all? No, I'm not saying you. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. I'm just saying, but if I do things that are not of me, all of a sudden it gets really heavy. You've seen many leaders do that, haven't you? Yeah, and
0: I've done it, and I've seen leaders do it, and they think it's spiritual because I'm going to be like that guy or be like that gal, and I'm like, don't do it. Be who you are. Walk in your lane and move
1: in the anointing he's given you. So my encouragement is that it's, it's embrace who you are in Christ. Yeah. Embrace your name, first episode, right? Yep. Who the Lord's positioned you, and then it's okay. Embrace the name of the Lord That's and right. be weak.
0: That's right. And I would say again, stay in what you are, yes. like you just said. And war prophesy to your Goliaths. That may seem like a yeah. weird phrase, but all I'm saying is fling the word of God, yeah. the truth, at the enemy. We yeah. need to stop ignoring the enemy. Whatever I, we don't want to have big dialogues with him, but we got to speak the truth yeah. and prophesy the demise of the enemy in the finished work of Christ.
1: Yeah, let me add this: a couple of things that I've done with with Jesse and Hillsboro is so I, I think we all have unique goliaths. These mm-hmm. are the places of weakness, yep. right? Yep. Enemies where it's past sin, what, whatever it is. Things are attacking us. Enemies are attacking. They're unique. The enemy knows. And so what I've learned to do is get a promise from the Lord from the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me just, one of the ones I've struggled with is energy over the years. The Lord's told me, yeah, if you eat well, I'm actually going to give you energy. So I've taken Isaiah 40. I've memorized it. I'm not going to say it right now, but uh, yeah, I've memorized that. Um, those who wait on them, they'll be strong, of energy sore. So I'll do that. And then I've written out um, some truths, mm-hmm. some declaration of truth that, so when I get weak and get attacked, I go back to that passage and it's like, okay, I'm feeling a little weak, but I read that. I had to do the truth. I'll even have written out a prayer because sometimes I get just so tact that it's hard for me to think yep. in the moment that I just go, I have things that I go every single time. Mm-hmm. And so I just encourage you so good. where your, where your Goliath is right now. If you're yes. listening, um, arm yourself for that with a specific scripture, a yes. specific promise. The Lord, I think, um, the Lord gives us, we're using these words, prophetic words. I think he gives us promises, Sam, Absolutely. in this scripture yes. of things who are going to be and do, because we are going to face obstacles. You know, when Israel went through Canaan, they had a promise. They were going to take the land Mm -hmm. and they had to have that promise, didn't they? Right. Um, But then when you fight the Goliaths, fight the enemies, it's like, no, I have a promise. David had destiny on his life. He knew he was going to be a king. That's right. And so he took that to the fight. And so I think I just encourage you find out who you are in the Lord and then really um, war against the enemy in your life against that.
0: Stop being shocked. Goliath's showing up. And stop waiting for them to go away. Somebody's going to win the prophesying war, yeah. the enemy or you, and somebody's head's coming off. Yeah, <laughs> and we got to activate that in faith. So, Father, in the name yeah. of Jesus, we pray. We pray for everyone watching this. What they're wearing, they'd wear what you've put right. on them. They'd stay in, even if it looks weak. They wouldn't worry about speaking well or, or, or knowing enough by. Lord, I just pray that they'd stay right in what you've made them be. And I pray that we'd be able to war, Lord, war with prophesying, war with the script, war with the blood of Jesus and uh, many Goliaths would come down Lord I just pray uh, for your people not to cower on the hill but to run to the line having confidence that it's your reputation that's at stake and you will always back up yourself and your children who you love in Jesus
1: name Amen. amen all right awesome